Hello everyone, welcome to the Football Roundtable, the place where you can find all things Premier League with a splash of Champion League talk as well. Today's topics are the Match Week 27 recap in the Premier League as well as the UEFA Champions League Leg 1 recap. We'll be talking about the t our top three transfer targets for our clubs that we support. We'll be going through our best combined starting 11 of the decade for our clubs. And then we'll finish off by going through our possible Match Week 28 predictions. Now, my name is Kevin Schur, and joining me today on the pod, Keegan Shirley. How's it going? And Kyle Wood. Good. And Philip Rivera. How, how are we, fellas? Welcome to the pod. Fantastic. Who's going to respond to that question? Good to see everyone. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Treat me kindly, okay? I'm recovering. It's been 20 minutes. So we just, we just uh, capped off... Match week 27 in the Premier League. And we, had actually, some we just kept up Arsenal Olympiacos. We Actually, yeah, that's even more recent. <laughs> Can we add a cheeky little where's about me next club destination on our episode two topics? Yeah, we'll leave them hanging. We'll leave them hanging. That happened. We'll talk about Aubameyang in the next episode. That is a <laughs> big thing because I love Aubameyang. And also I can talk about it for hours. But starting uh, last Saturday... Uh, we started with Chelsea Spurs. Kyle, would you like to go into that one? I yeah. slept through it. That was so good. 7.30 a.m. here. but uh, my Your prediction that we talked about midweek yes. was... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it was 2-1. Uh, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, I yeah. Said, yeah. I said, Giroud starts. It's 2-1. What happened? Giroud started the game. We come out so strong. Like, we literally looked like a Chelsea team that was so exciting. Was ready to go into the Champions League. Like, a strong squad. Anyways, um... Yeah, very strong game from Chelsea. Mount played so well in Barkley, like the pressing and everything. And we just deserved that 2-0 win. Should have been, but with That's what game. I predicted. Yeah, I said Giroud plays 2-0, and yeah. then Rudiger scores the young goal in the 89th minute. Yeah, Spurs are just, they, they deserve one. So. But a good win at Stamford Bridge. They needed yes. the points. Yes. You know, uh, who knows? We'll talk about City later, but yeah. who knows where the, uh, the top four battle is going to be if a team like City gets knocked out because of the ban. Um, teams like Sheffield, you know, mm -hmm. you, you talk about uh, that at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, Burnley, Bournemouth, Palace, Newcastle, yeah. all these games. We, Arsenal's competition, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're, in, our, we're in Arsenal territory Burnley right now. Burnley 3-0 over Bournemouth. What yeah, about that? Yeah, put up some goals. I don't know if they... Who's, who's the now, uh, uh, now uh, Eddie Howe is probably under some fire um, because I was talking about this with you guys at some point. Um, he just doesn't want to change up the system, you know? Like, they keep losing and yeah. dropping points, and and he, yeah, Bournemouth, and he's, it's, uh, things need to change because yeah. they, they keep losing. I think we covered teams like Burnley. Teams like Burnley at home, you need to be picking up points for that. They play Chelsea uh, Saturday. Yeah, poor, so. poor Bournemouth. I think them and a team like Sheffield United <laughs> swapped roles in the Premier League entirely. Palace, Newcastle, three points for Palace at Sellers. Yeah. Sorry for the interruption. You're good, man. Uh, one nil, Sheffield United draw with Brighton. 1-1, Southampton 2-0. Did Ings get on the score sheet in that game? Sheffield 1-1 with Brighton. That's kind of surprising. Not yeah. Because like, Sheffield, like, they should wipe the floor with a team like Brighton, right? Yeah, yeah. to be fair, I, don't watch, I haven't watched a lot of Sheffield this year, this season. Yeah. But Billy I hear Sharp, so much man. about them. Billy Sharp. Scored Premier League goals. Yeah. <laughs> we really got to get on that. It's like the motto of Sheffield. Um, but yeah, then Southampton 2-0 against Villa, which kind of Denny's broke my heart. He did not score. <laughs> yeah, I caught the last ten minutes of that game, and I think they, the second goal, they brought the keeper up for the corner, and 
someone just sent a ball all the way down and you kind of just pass it in. Yeah. A team like Villa, like, I want them to stay up. You Me know, too. Because of, uh, who is it? Jack Grealish. Grealish. Like, I want him to stay at Villa and I want them to stay up because he is sick to watch. Just until June when we get him. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal? I just want to see him keep Villa afloat and then we'll take him. Dude, if, if they stay up, I think he'll stay. And, like, he's cool to watch against the top six. Like, it's cool just to watch someone like Grealish from Aston Villa, like, run at City. You know, or yeah, like I agree. And you get that same kind of vibe with a player like Adama Troy, right? You, you, you want them to succeed. But Wolves is good. Like, Villa is not. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I hope Villa improves. Yeah. I really like them. And, uh, you know, they're always a go-to career mode team on FIFA, so, you know, <laughs> strong place in my heart. I gotta get on um, Southampton Villa went over that. And then... City Leicester, I was at the mall. Uh, I was at the mall revamping my wardrobe. Had to watch it in the changing room on my phone. All right, Phil, but Phil, Phil, let's get the analysis on that one. This is a nice back and forth game. Not much happening in the first half. And then Gabriel Jesus comes off four minutes and scores. It's what we needed from him. Honestly, to be a world successor, everyone's looking for him to perform in big games, which hasn't happened in much recently. But, I mean, I mean, and then Champions League, too, we'll get into later. That's probably why he got the start, you think? Exactly. What performance that. from the story of Leicester? Not a pushover. Third place team, right? So that was very good for the club. Very promising future. What was the goal? Was it a nice goal? I honestly don't. Uh, know. Oh, it was, wasn't it? I love Mares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's a player like Aubameyang. Like he doesn't get as much appreciation for his skill and his talent as he should Fair should be getting. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Hickam ZX a little bit better. Than <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Get that one some time. It'll be fun to watch. We'll see. Um, <coughs> let's move on to Sunday. Arsenal, Everton, five goals oh. in the first half, and then <laughs> nothing in the second. Keegan, take us through the Gunners' performance. As a fan, great game to watch. Ups and downs. Everton was absolutely in the game. The boys. This is a, I think this is something. Is this in London? Yeah, uh, I believe yes, so. I think yeah. so. I believe so. Uh, as an Arsenal fan, at this point, we're getting to the point where it's like score more than you get scored on. <laughs> I think, although Mustafi's been improving in recent weeks, and although David Luiz has been getting better, just been getting better. What about today? Today aside, we'll talk about. We'll get we'll get to today. <laughs> I think uh, Aubameyang, world class as per usual. He won us the game. He did everything he needed to do. Uh, and Katia, solid performance. Bukayo Saka, solid performance. We're getting more games, more. Experiencing with these lads week in week out, and I'm loving that. So what were the two? The three what were the two that you conceded? Oh, Calvert Lewin bicycle kick in the first minute. Oh, yeah. right. Less than that's right. 45, 50 Wait, seconds I, in. Was the next one I had? Like I said, was that second goal or no? Maybe the, the Richarlison like, single. Yeah. I forget. Oh, I think uh, it got. Oh no, no, it was I think tough. that was. I don't know what it was, dude. I don't know. I was watching my grandma's I think it's box standard like, brought it down bottom 12, corner. 30. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wolves Norwich Wolves still on fire three nil. Um, at the Molyneux, and I I love Wolves. I love Wolves. You know, they both times they played Liverpool, very impressive performances, very gritty. Proving themselves in Europe too. Proving themselves against all the top clubs that they play. They are when you when teams are starting like they see the fixtures list and they're like Wolves, they mark that they put a star. Mm-hmm. They say this this is not going to be an easy match. This isn't going to be a we're playing Bournemouth at home. You know. Um, Man U, Watford, I predicted earlier this week, 1-1. They just went out and smashed them 3-0 at Old Trafford. Yeah, good win, good win. If anyone saw it. Yeah, United have really found their way to claw back into the season. Fifth place isn't bad. That's right. Remember That's a few right. weeks ago? They were swap positions with Arsenal. <laughs> they true. were where we were at a few weeks ago. It was so. more like who's going to be captain, who's taking penalties, like that. You know, like All credit to him, as much as I want him to All credit out. to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's the only only manager to take points off of Liverpool this season. He He's beaten... Chelsea, he's on the double against Chelsea. Double. Did he yeah. did he beat Arsenal? 
Has, he, has United beaten Arsenal? Uh, I think I know we they lost in their second fixture on New Year's Day when we played. We won. Two okay, I forget. But the his record's fixture. very good against Liverpool, top six man. clubs. The only draw. Only to, right. Yeah. Only yeah. points to take Boom. off of Liverpool this yeah. season. Um, big, so big I don't. Start. I think he should be there for the long run, and I think that the club's downfall right now is recruitment. We can go into that later. And yeah. then the last game of match week twenty seven. Yeah, Liverpool boy. three, this one West Ham this one two, hurt to watch at Anfield. Yeah, first two goals were headers. First one, great cross by the man himself, Trent Alexander Arnold. It was great. Um, we controlled the run of play for the most part. Mm-hmm. They scored off a corner. It was Diop. Then we went into the half one one. Then we came out. Who was it? Four Niles came on as a sub. Scored a great goal when a defensive midfielder should have been tracking back to get him. Is that the Scored. first time they've been down? Sorry for the interruption. Is that the first time they've been it is not. in a while? United at Trafford, Villa away. Yep. Wow. There's been a few times. Villa? Villa away. We scored. <laughs> we, we were down 1-0 in the 88th minute and we came and we won. That's yeah. gotta be Do you have won? We won that game, yeah. Definitely solid. They just find a way. Just a claw, I man. had to watch on some... Uh, like Keegan, like Keegan said, uh, when... When them were up 2-1, two, two, they were still losing. Uh-huh. It was not... At that point, we were there with Kevin, and Kevin was he's there, he's biting his teeth, he was shaking well, his head. But we, all, but we all knew what was going to happen. That's to be the, fair... Okay, the difference so they between went, a great team and a good right. team, but what represents that is just that pure professionalism. Mm-hmm. When you watch them play, and they're losing by a goal or two, and you still know. The odds are still in favor of them winning. Yeah, it's true. crazy to watch. We knew what was going to happen before they even scored the equalizer, before they scored the winner. We were all sitting there like... We want West Ham to win, but we know exactly what's about to go down. And I think you knew that too when you were watching the game. I did, because there was 30 minutes left. We were down 2-1, and we were controlling the play, and we were, we were getting chances. And I was watching some interviews earlier this week, or after the game, and there was people talking about, like, the, the league's trash. They don't, it's a fluke season. Yep. You know, like, there still needs to be room, there still needs room for consistency. You can't blame it on everyone else. Like, you know, it doesn't say on your winner's medal how bad the other teams are. It just says you're Premier League champions. Uh-huh. So uh, Salah gets the second one to, to tie it. And then a question, I look back on the replay and I definitely don't think the third goal is offside. I do not think it was offside. <laughs> even though they were very hesitant. They didn't hesitate at all to uh, go on with the game after the third goal. Yep. Liverpool get the third goal. Score a fourth. The fourth one is called off from offside. Clear offside on VAR. And the match ends three to two. Another three points for the Reds. It's class. Pure class. class. Very yeah, happy good, for me. Good match week. Right. And that brings me into all the first legs of the Champions League. Starting yeah, it feels with... good to be in Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll go... Because we did a little draft episode last week and we decided to bag it and we're going to do this one as our first one. Okay. We're going to go through all the games from last week as well. Mm-hmm. The Liverpool Atletico and PSG Dortmund. Um... Liverpool lost 1-0 off of a bouncing around a clumsy corner, uh, bouncing around. Um, credit to Atletico's defense because that's what they do. They, they figured us out in the first half. We weren't able to come out in the second half and change. Um, and a lot of credit to them, man. They won the game. Well-deserved. Agreed. And then we'll move on to the next game. Dortmund PSG. Dortmund yeah, PSG. 2-1. That's left, two, ex- yeah. two exciting sides right there. Like, PSG's going out in the round of... 16, I think the past couple of years, at least from what I know, and they've mm-hmm. had the same attack. They've had Mbappe, Neymar, Cavani, now like Hardy. <laughs> they either stay, I don't know, they just keep going out. Like, and Dortmund really just showed their uh, class, I guess, as like a youth side going into that. A lot of speed, a lot of pace. How did Mbappe? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited for that second Every time. single soccer fan in the entire world is hoping for these two to develop to get to a point where we can see them as the next generation's Messi and Ronaldo. It's just so exciting to watch. A lot of young footballers in that match. Side by side. Yeah. I think what made that match so exciting is as I was peering out of the corner of my eye on the mm-hmm. laptop on the table when the Liverpool game was on the TV because I hogged it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that when you put two fast-paced sides like that together in a match, it's going to be exciting. It's not going to be it's not going to be a Liverpool containing the ball and then somehow getting a 2-0 two-nil, two-nil win. You know, like they're yeah. just passing around the back and then they break you down some point. Yeah. It was like back and forth, counterattack after counterattack after counterattack. You know, you have young stars like Mbappe and Holland and Sancho and, you know, Neymar, the world's best at the moment. You know, all everyone's eyes are on them. And it's literally, it, it's a fixture that everyone needs to watch, you Agreed. know. Um, uh, Erling Holland. Everyone, what do we think? Atalanta Valencia, yes. What do we think about Erling Holland though? Real quick, real quick, on a real. After that match. Absolutely beautiful. His two goals were wonderful. It's a, it's a great game for him. That's all I'll say. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be amazing. But it's a good game. <laughs> Don't want to jinx it, but what I say when he came into Dortmund because we Liverpool played them in the group stage for Salzburg, is that what is he six three, like two hundred something pounds, like one ninety or something. He's fast. He can shoot. He's good with his feet. Didn't expect any of those attributes to come with the size and all that. So, very impressive. Yeah, he's got everything. I think until a team figures out what his weakness is and how they can shut him down, he's going to keep pumping in goals in the Bundesliga and the Champions League. Excuse me. (laughs) Real question is, how are they going to perform when they get to Paris? And they play against all those fans. That's very true. It's a very, very good game. Drowning They can scrape a 2-1 win. Holland's a great player. He can score clinically, but I don't know how they're going to perform when it really gets down to it and they have to clutch up. I don't so know that was the really. that was the first two. That was last Tuesday, last Wednesday. We saw Atalanta, Valencia, Tottenham, Leipzig. Um, I missed both of them. I was studying. Valencia seventh place in La Liga, missing one of their key center backs, in Ezekiel Garay. It's just not looking good for them in the second leg. Yeah. No matter what. But down four one was that game? Where was that game at? Was it at Atalanta? It was in yeah. It was in Milan. It was in the... Okay, so... Yeah, still down 4-1. I mean... That's tough. And they That's won the group. You know that. They won our group. They got out of the group uh, oh, with they Chelsea did. and Ajax. Was second they sent Ajax yeah. up. And then they go and do that. So, I don't know if that was Valencia's wrongdoing. Or maybe just, like, Atalanta just, like, went off. Yeah. Because I don't know. Dude, what if Chelsea... Apparently, Atalanta are extremely underweighted this year. Yeah, and exactly. when people saw them coming into the... Lataro, know, they're a team for scoring goals. One of the hottest strikers on the planet right now, uh, Lataro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh wait, no. Yeah. I'm thinking of Papu Gomez. I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. I'm. I'm mixed up. That's. That's my mistake. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I've heard a lot of things about them. Four one. Four one. It's a great result. Um. And Tottenham. One nil over Tottenham. As a Chelsea fan, I love to see it. Love to see it there. Main thing I drew out of that was it Timo that got the one. Yeah. It was a penalty. Yeah. Well, yes. He converted. Yeah. How was the call? Did you see it? And Davies even just the. He had a clear shot in the box. He did what he had to do to get the phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the ball's bouncing. He literally just cleared him in the stomach. And this, besides that, Leipzig was sick. If there's one thing I learned from this game, it's that I need to watch the Bundesliga more because Leipzig are a great team to watch. I agree. They have so much attack and firepower. I agree. ESPN Plus, bro. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, I, like I said, because we'll go into the match with Chelsea and Bayern, I think the Bundesliga is not considered a farmer's league, and it shouldn't be. Because the teams are very high quality and they can compete with any other club on the planet. Um, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne came from Wolfsburg. Human son came from Leverkusen. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Firmino, Hoffenheim. Yeah. You know, so Germany. You know, hot prospects. You know. Yeah. Do you think that they deserve another Champions League spot? Did they get three from Bundesliga or is it just two? 
Like, were Leipzig and Bayern the only two that... No, Dortmund. Dortmund's still in it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they only get three teams, or was there a fourth? Because I feel like they should get the same as the Premier League. I, I agree. Because, like, but then that takes away... I think they would take away from, like, uh, like Holland and stuff like that. You know? And, yeah, it would. And Portugal. But they each Bundesliga team got a result. Yeah, that's it, true. It, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Um, did you want to go on the Chelsea-Bayern game now? Um, we can. <laughs> then we move on to this past week. Two days ago from when we're recording, Tuesday the 25th, Bayern Munich traveled to London to play Chelsea, and <laughs> let's get some Kyle, very I unfortunate analysis from Kyle Will. <laughs> In the first half, that first 45, both teams had chances. Bayern definitely had the majority of chances, I would say, but Chelsea held their own for a young squad that has a transfer ban. Like I said, the end of, at the end of the first half, I was a little optimistic. I was like, all right, this is great. Like, we're holding our own against Bayern. That, that's no other team has done that. And then the second half came, and we just it went to, I guess as English people would say, went to shambles. Like, it, it went so bad. Yeah. As soon as Navri stuck the, the first one, then it, it just kind of went What, two goals in eight minutes? So, yeah. Jorginho got a red for arguing. Or no, 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 no. Marcus Alonso got the red. Jorginho got a yellow for arguing with the ref. Mm-hmm. What do you I, think about that? The red card I thought was extremely soft. Yeah. Keegan, do you agree? One hundred percent. It was. I think it was. It was. It was Lewandowski running down the like the right center. Yeah. And he wa- wasn't involved in the play at all. And like I guess he was trying to make a run, and Alonso kind of just brings his arm across his body, and it kind of looks like he's hitting him in the face. Really, really soft call. Yeah. In my opinion. And as a Chelsea fan, I mean. I think this is honestly just like a wake-up call. Like, uh, people were kind of like very hopeful for this game, and that's that's about it. Like, real, there's no real stats that were like Chelsea can win this game. It was like, like there were no stats to back that up. Like, it was really just like they might, but they did. If they do it, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. A stat that I heard that really astounded me, which I didn't realize until yesterday, was that Bayern Munich starting eleven had a younger age on average than Chelsea starting eleven. Really? They're pure class. Serge Gnabry absolutely killed it. Six goals. That was Serge Gnabry, to say. as a Bayern Munich player, has scored six goals in London this season. Mm-hmm. Alonso Davies, you're right. Oh my yeah, goodness. Alfonso, yeah, dude, Davies, he is 19. And literally, he made Chelsea's defense look like they had never played a game in their life. Mm-hmm. It, it was... It was good to see. Like, that team's so That was so the good, easiest goal Lewandowski will ever score They're in his career. So good. I think. So. Anyone who's dadding this team as a Champions League finalist or champion contender, I think this is a good wake-up call for them. Yeah. I think they can realize what kind of talent and power they possess this season. Bayern Munich is a great club. <clears throat> and when they played Liverpool in the knockout last year, I don't, they, they were not even close to this caliber. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't score one goal on us. The one goal they got was an own goal. You know? Wow. So, I'll close it out. I mean, we'll go to Munich and see yeah. what counters we can get, but... <clears throat> Uh, I think right. that's the end of our Champions League this year. And um, move on to the other match, which I kind of had the corner of my eye on the whole day. I was mainly watching the Chelsea-Bayern game, but Napoli-Barcelona. Um, Barcelona got a red card. Mm-hmm. Arturo Vidal. I'm not really surprised. Uh, I didn't see how that happened. Is anybody, was anybody watching the game? Yeah, I think yeah. two, two for arguing at the same time. So, it was I a tackle think, and arguing. Yeah, so he, he made a really bad tackle and then... He just argued with the ref, which, the, once again... Over that same tackle? Or yeah, over the same tackle. Why? You know, so at these, professional. Yeah. you're screwing yourself. In these man. top competitions, you need to be disciplined. Like, you're, if you're going to be a top club in the world, that's an aspect of a top club in the, on the planet. Like, you need, yeah. to, be, you need to be disciplined. I, I, I 100% agree <clears> with that. 1-1, one, one, though. Like, you think that's... 
Griezmann and Dries Mertens on the score sheet <clears throat> in Naples. Honestly, from what I saw, it was it was mostly Napoli, like 60-40. And I guess Barca got kind of a cop-out goal, and they are in a very good position exactly. going back to Catalan. <laughs> as much as I want to see Napoli pull through, one away goal on the way to Camp Nou for their upcoming game, I, know. I can't see them messing this one up. I think they're going to get through. I think Barcelona's going to find a way. And Phil, 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 oh, bringing it back to yesterday, <laughs> Wednesday, the 26th. In Madrid. Oh, man. Metro City Madrid, give Huge us your talk. I want to hear this one. This is against Guardiola, first matchup, right? The no. first 45 minutes were very intense. City maybe had, like, two good chances in the first 10 minutes, but the Madrid were all over us. Mm-hmm. Vinicius Jr., absolutely tore up our defense, right? We go down for <clears> nothing. I'm saying, Otamendi messes up. Again, no surprise to City fans. <laughs> Boom. Gabriel Jesus, Kevin De Bruyne, Sterling drawing a pen. Crazy 10 minutes. Sergio Ramos gets a red card. Huh. How, important, how important is that for the, for the second leg at the, at the Etienne? So, Phil, as a City fan, I want to hear what you thought about the original lineup that Pep Guardiola put out. Mm. I, was, I was confused. A lot of people, Very at the beginning confused. of the no game, Aguero. I was on Twitter, I was looking around, they were like, what the hell is happening? Where is Aguero? Where is Sterling? Where is Fernandinho? Their best DM, their best striker, their best winger, they're all on the bench. So Sterling came back from an injury, so that made sense why he was on the bench. Okay. Like where Jesus over Aguero, very very surprising. It's a big game in Madrid. You think Aguero is gonna start, right? Uh, but like Kyle said before, Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel Jesus had a nice goal. Mm-hmm. He subbed on for Aguero as well. Dude, as an like a former Atletico player, I feel like Aguero would be itching to get out there. Oh. Just to play at the Bernabeu, make his mark. Something I was thinking about while we were watching the game. Uh, Otamendi. He could have put Fernandinho with Laporte, right? Yeah. Um, but I think Fernandinho's getting older, you know, probably just wants to rest him a little bit. So he'll throw it out to Mendy because Laporte is so solid and so integral in our defense. Also extremely so unfortunate, sure. Laporte subbed off. Yes, he did yeah. in like the first uh, 30 minutes. Did we get any news after that on the exact injury? It's a hamstring. It's <laughs> it's I've heard it might be almost a month. We don't know. Nothing confirmed. Dude, he's good. He can't catch a break, can he? He's good, bro. There was a stat. He's won 43 out of his 51st premieres. It's the highest winning percentage. I've I heard, like, people were saying that he's, like, the closest center back to Van Dyke in the prem. They think that, like... Oh, yeah. I, Easily. That's, Easily. That's Easily. That's for City now. Like, that's crazy. I can't even watch that. Like, yeah. It sucks. In all fairness to Fernandinho, for somebody playing out of his natural position at his age... At his height, so especially, much he's doing so well. It just hey. He's such a class player. Just to be able to be that adaptable and move into whatever position your manager needs you to be in, I love it. Uh, Rodri's been really solid for us this year. He's only 23. He's very young. He's our most expensive transfer ever as well. I don't know. Is that young? Yeah, he came from Atletico Madrid as well. Oh, wow. How old is he? 23. 23? That's very young. A lot of time to develop. Uh, Unless you guys aren't playing Champions League football, then yeah. a lot of time to develop <laughs> somewhere else. Right. <laughs> but he's been very solid for us. He hasn't, it's his first season, he hasn't been taking that one to develop into the system. Yeah. yeah. This fixture, the city of Real Madrid, got me really excited. I saw this thing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, if, if, if Zidane loses... People are gonna be like, oh, he can't win the Champions League without Ronaldo. Yeah. But if Pep would have lost, he can't win it without Messi. Yeah. I'm excited for the second one. I'm excited <laughs> too. Both teams lose an extremely important center back. Um, they, they, here's the thing: Ramos out. They go down one goal with giving conceding two away goals, not one, two at the Bernabeu. Like that's crazy. P- City put themselves in the best possible position, I think. 
No Hazard. No Hazard. Oh my gosh. Which I'm really, I, I was really upset about because I love watching him play whenever I get to see him on a TV screen. Um, is there even a point of sympathy for Madrid at this point? Or do you think fans in general across Europe are kind of happy to see their legacy fall? There's no point. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, in the, as Madrid have dominated Europe for what the past three. Yeah, years? I, I think people. I, I think people undermine a little bit how how unbelievable it was to do it three times in a row. Now, unfortunately, they completed it in the wrong way. Um, the fact that we have a rule when we go outside and play football is a carious rule, where if the ball goes in off of somebody who doesn't play goalie off their hands and goes in, that we don't count it. Fortunately, that's not the case in Champions League. Um, I have not cried a lot in my life. That was one of them. Okay, last match. Also yesterday, Leon Juventus. One nil for Leon. One nil Leon. Down Memphis. Love to see it. I was watching the last fifteen minutes, and it was it was all Juve. It was kind of just hold on for the count, hold out for the count for Leon. Big result in France. Um, I mean, but here's the thing, you know, you go home, you go, you go back home to Italy and you, know, oh, yeah. you have Ronaldo it's out there, like, game. he's Mr. Champions League, you know. Yeah, atmosphere. That professionalism that we were talking about earlier, Juventus is one of those teams that have so much class and so much experience in their starting 11. <clears throat> I think they're going to find true. a way to pull through. But, I mean, high hopes for Lyon. I would love to see an underdog, underdog go through. I you guess we'll say. see what happens. Ronaldo, <laughs> he's going to come up. We'll yeah, I mean... He's there when you need him. So. If Liverpool aren't in a final, I think I would root for Juventus just because that's the last thing Buffon needs. Mm-hmm. Literally the last thing he needs. Even before we see PSG win the title. I know. <laughs> Ronaldo wins yet another Champions League, but... Cements his place as the best in the world if he wins it. Boy, hot take. I don't, I don't Shall we so. save that for a different uh, yeah. episode? That, we can oh, talk about absolutely. that one for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, moving on, fellas. That was, a good, that was a good Champions League. That was a great Champions League talk, but... Um, Arsenal, we can just mention that a little bit. Just a, just a little headline. <laughs> Arsenal. Uh, I'll be honest, I need a little detox time. I okay, don't think we'll, I can we'll do talk it. about that next The time. tears are halfway down my eye. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Um, I told all the boys, go out, pick your top three transfer targets for your club that you hope they will go out and pursue yes. this upcoming summer. Now, Keegan, would you like to kick us off with Arsenal? How are they going to improve? How are they going to stay in competitions next year or even win them? Go. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, they well, are not. Now that we've basically determined ourselves to be a relegation club, I think I might have to draft a few new transfer targets. The ones yeah. that I had a couple hours ago might not be as realistic as they are now. Which sounds a little intense and kind of like I'm exaggerating, but I don't think it is. You put them in a relegation status now? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just playing. Yeah, right, right. I think now that we're out of the question for Europa League, I. Don't think we're going to clinch top four or Champions League. There's a chance we're only four points off the place, but United are looking good, Chelsea are looking good, Sheffield are looking good, and with that being said, a lot of the players that it had lined up, I don't feel so confident anymore that they would actually come to the club. Spit them out there, um, man. Spit them out right. there. We'll, we'll see but that's important there. to point out because, like, the foundations change. Yeah. If the club keeps losing, you got to think of a different thing. You can't replace yeah. player by player. Sometimes you have to start with a new foundation. The centerpiece of Arsenal's foundation is the French influence that Wenger, players like Wenger and players like Henri and players like Pierce have brought. Petit, were exactly, like There are countless, there are so many of them, that French players from Ligue 1 and wherever just naturally are drawn to this club. 
that's about all we have going for us right now in these times. So, like and who will say, be that French player, yeah, yeah. Mr. Um, Shirley? Give us, give us <laughs> I would love for Mr. Upimecano to come to Arsenal. I think we were talking about it a few days ago, Kevin. Uh, obviously, we didn't get to see him in the RB Leipzig, Leipzig game versus Tottenham, but everyone knows he's a class player. He's young, like low 20s. He's got unlimited potential, and he's miles ahead of any defender we have at the club currently. And Leipzig so. produce a lot of... A lot of really, really hot talent. I agree. And I that, think, where's number two? Number two, I think we're going to see Ozil leave this summer. As much as I love to see him, you know I have a mm. Ozil jersey hanging Ryan. on my wall. <laughs> but I think Come we're going to see him go. And once we get that 350k wage off the books. It's a lot of money. Uh, we're going to have space cleared up to buy players like Mikano. And so I think we're going to go lighter on a number 10. Depending on how much we can get him for, I would love to see somebody like Jack Grealish come to the club, like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on what happened in the Europa League, I don't know how realistic yeah, that is it's anymore. Also <laughs> you guys start to lose attraction, the worse yeah. you get. So, uh, but he would be a prime signing. I would love to see him come. So Jack Grealish. Yeah. And then number three. Um, originally, I was going to go for a left wing, but now that we're seeing Martinelli develop as much as he is, is I mean, although we lost yesterday today, obviously in the Europa League. He was on for 20 or 30 minutes, and he did great things. I mean, he was looking positive. And so I think if Lacazette leaves, which is a big if, but a huge possibility, in the summer, we're going to have to find some depth at number nine, assuming Aubameyang doesn't also leave. Uh, I don't have any specific names for a number nine because I didn't realize what kind of shit right. we were in until a few minutes ago. What do you guys think? Do you guys think there are any nines that are running low on their contracts or anybody that would be willing to come to Arsenal? No. Nope. <laughs> Honestly, as a striker, I don't know why you would. Pray for I Sancho. I really don't. Young, young talent. Pray, like for, pray for Sancho. I think Jeez. we're just going to have to buy cheap, buy young, buy foreign, and hope for the best. Enkete is a great player, but I think we need more depth. There's a huge gap between a player like Pierre Mercadette. Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin, yeah, players like that. That'd be great. I mean, I don't know if we can get him off Everton's hand. I don't think so. If Everton's a team that's going to reject a 100 million pound bid, for someone right. like Charleston, God knows how much they're going to want for someone like Calvert Lewin. Right. They're in the uh, fa- they're in a they're in a rebuild stage. They don't want to give away that. At the English tax, that's five hundred million pounds. It's like pulling off the uh, bottom <laughs> row of the Jenga blocks. <laughs> so, All right, we'll see. Yeah. So that's three, and now we're going to move on to Mr. Chelsea over here. Oh, of course, yeah. So after the Bayern game, uh, Lampard spoke out about how he wants to do a massive club overhaul um, this summer. Which is going to be huge for the club. Ah, oh, there's the door. Okay. There's the door. Um, we were doing so well. We were so consistent. I know. <laughs> so consistent. <laughs> there's the door. All right. Well, Lampard spoke out about how he wants to do a club overhaul and get rid of, like, you know, Kepa. I've heard they would rank Old Black, but he's, they're not on the list. Anyways. Another Atletico Madrid keeper. First of all, wow. I'm going to go with, uh, I think one of our targets, like one of the biggest ones, is Jaden Sancho coming to Chelsea. As literally, I think he's linked with every Premier club, like, He's an English player. Any club in Europe at that. Yeah. <laughs> for Dortmund, It'll be an interesting summer. For Chelsea, like, it, I think it is the right move for him. Because we're looking like we're going to get Champions League, uh, I would say football, but soccer next year because we're American. Um, and, <laughs> Unfortunately. And, like, who does Sancho have to compete for a spot with? Like, William, mm-hmm. Hudson-Odoi, Post, I mean, like, really? Someone like William, you think they'd try to get some cash out of I think I think that's the plan. I think that's what Lampard said with the club overall. I think he's going to get rid of him, but... Um, it's a Definitely new era. Sancho is a big one. Keegan already spoke about this dude. Uh, Upe That's that's already a big one. They uh, apparently, according to the Daily Mirror, they have a link with Upe Mikano after Tuesday uh, night. They've they've spoken with RB Leipzig about that transfer, which needs to happen because Chelsea really just don't have a very 
reliant defender besides Asper Kleta, who is like thirty. Like he's he's old. He's like <laughs> he's coming to the end of his career. And lastly, this dude from Leon, his name's Alwar. Mm-hmm. Oh. Chelsea, Chelsea are linked good with the forty. Yeah, forty-two million uh, euro bid is what they reportedly put in recently for the summer. So I think Chelsea's going to be really active this summer to really try to cement their place as a I agree. club like fighting for the Premier League title. Yeah, absolutely. So those are my three. And now, you know, what $80 million player are you going to go out and buy this year Feels for like Manchester City? We've been City? looking at uh, Lionel well, Messi. And... Yeah, <laughs> Messi, theoretically, uh, <laughs> if he ever left, I wouldn't want him to. As a fan of soccer, I would never want him to leave. It, will, it would never happen. No, it would never I would happen. never want it to happen. Continue, but though. Sorry maybe a year in the States. Um, it really all depends on this Champions League bid. Two years is a lot of time. Yeah. Especially if people are deprived. They're this is a hard decision now for you to make. We have no idea what's going to happen or okay. what the transfers are going to look like until June. If we don't factor in the bin, what I had was Lautaro Martinez mm-hmm. into a striker. Uh, now, that looks very realistic. It depends on how well Gabriel Jesus is progressing. He's very young. I think he's only like 22. Mm-hmm. Right? He is young. So yeah. to be a royal successor, he can learn a lot. I think but be, they're yeah. pretty hesitant. So he could leave. Um, but we don't know. I think he's very up in the air right now. Do you think Aguero's on his way out? Sorry to sidetrack you. Not yet, but definitely soon. He's still getting up there. He could try to break the prime goal scoring record if he wanted to. <laughs> depends how many seasons it's going to take him. You know? yeah. It depends if he wants to go back to his boyhood club or not, or how soon it wants to happen. Yeah. Who else do you have? Uh, you said Jack Grealish. It would have been a fantastic target, depending on... He is a winger, right, left wing? Yeah, he plays left wing. Or 10, honestly. Or 10. I mean, if, uh, For City? if Sané leaves yeah. this year... You know, you could be trying to look at upgrading the winger position, Jack Grealish, right there. Uh, and then also, we need help in defense. Oh, yeah. We, if Laporte keeps getting injured, and then we can't really deal with lot of many stones. Fernandinho, we just renewed his contract for one I think you need a four-legged defender yeah. from both of your center backs. <laughs> we it's could, be hard we could to go find. Syria, we could go Koulibaly, who I think now is too expensive, but Skrindar as well, the York center back from Timberland. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chilwell, left back from uh, Leicester City. When was yeah. the last time Man City brought up a player of the academy? Like, have they ever brought Sancho. Yeah, then he left. Right. Right. I don't know. Eric Garcia is also very developed. And that's, that's honestly what I want to talk about next week. That's what we're working on. Eric Youth Garcia. Programs. He's yeah. a very good center back. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the programs. Um, but yeah, so I think we can move into uh, Liverpool Football Club. Now, you think there's not a lot to bring in because the reputation is... Is we don't we don't like to spend big money on on players like that. We like to bring we like to bring in very low key players and build them up into superstars. Yeah. Mane, Firmino, etc. Yeah. So when I look at the weaknesses, I think no depth in the fullback position. <clears throat> you know, Ro- Robertson gets injured. I don't want to have to stick James Milner in there. He can get a job done, but he comes up against a fast winger like it's too easy. Yeah. You know, he's very reliable in in terms of. Uh, possession and attacking for the left back, but um, we need a replacement. So I also had Ben Showell on there, you know, um, someone like that. And I, at this point in his career, I um, as he starts to get more, that's what I was about to say. Like as he starts to get into the light more, you know, and into the the spotlight. I don't know if you would want to be a backup player, especially if Leicester City qualify for the Champions League. He's probably not going to leave that club. Right, you know? right. It's looking like they are. Right. So, yeah. Like, yeah. And I don't know where Jose Gaia is in his career right now. Um, 
that's another thing. That's not one of my not, not one of my transfer targets. But if if Chilwell doesn't work out, then I suggest we go after another left back. Yeah. Or right back, preferably somebody who can play both. Right, like Luke Shaw. Like, yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. I, I can't believe I even started to say that sentence. Uh, over, unreliable. <laughs> Guy is only twenty four. Guy is only twenty four. Is he still at Valencia? Yes. Okay, so that's a big target, but Pick up Jamie Carragher. But it, yeah, <laughs> Jamie Carragher. But in football manager, Jose Gaia always goes to City, so um, that I can see that happening. Number two, um, again, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love it. Is James Madison? Yeah. Um, solid midfielder. Solid midfielder. He could probably play winger if you wanted him to. Not that we would need it. Well, you know. Yeah. It's going to be hard never to really know what Arigi's going to really, never really know what Arigi's going to do with his career. Um, the Arigi, <laughs> um, but James Madison, we can slot him in at ten. Even he, he gives me a little bit of a um, full of himself vibe, a little arrogance, you know. Yeah. But you come to Liverpool Football Club, Jurgen Klopp yeah. is going to change that in a heartbeat. Like a person like Deli Ali will not be. He'll, like they, he's humble. He humbles you. Yeah. Like that. So I think James Madison is a very talented player, and I think the attitude would change immediately yeah. once he gets there. You know, because Liverpool win, and Leicester haven't shown that. Yeah. Two so, Leicester players, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Number three is not a Leicester player, but it is number one on my oh, target no. list and everyone's target list. Oh, yeah. Adama Traore, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy. I don't know if I could live with myself watching the Premier League next year, if we see Adama Traore. This guy, oh, my God, bursted out onto the scene here in the Premier League this yeah. year. He is so young. He's, he's playing rugby. He's 24. <laughs> he's huge. Him and Van Dyke, I said the other day, the muscle beach boys, the, yeah. the big lads running up and down the pitch. The he's fast. Place. Weirdly... His dribble style, it seems like he's very un, he's uncontrolled. He, like, he doesn't have a lot of control of the ball, but he seems to get it done. But it works. It works. He's strong, fast. You know, he can put in crosses. Now, like, people start to think, Salah gets injured, Mane gets injured. What are you going to do? Besides the Volkrigi in the Champions League final. Like, you, we need someone to back that up, you know? And that's why someone like James Madison, you can do either or. And you get you get two for the price of one. Yeah. Do you, you think know? someone like Adam Traore would be okay or content with coming to Liverpool if it meant he would be playing off the bench and waiting? If for it means he has a chance to win trophies, I think that's something that's in consideration yeah. always. What about Timo Werner? You did not want to put him up there. I was about to talk about that. Surprised I didn't hear that. Was that what you guys were saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I was no, I mean, again, I wish I could watch more Bundesliga football, but. I just can't. He's solid. He's one play of the month, what, four times? Right, right. I, so I, it's, yes. it's hard to base it off of highlight videos with EDM in the background, but <laughs> I watch it, and it's just like his style of play just doesn't seem like it would really fit. Number two, for, secondly, I don't think we need a nine. We really don't need a nine because if Firmino's gone, I don't care who you're subbing on. Like, it's irreplaceable. I don't think there's anyone – because and if you bring in Werner for – for Mino, the whole system is just botched. Yeah. Um, so his build does not necessarily fit in with It doesn't. And I so I think I think he's just a great finisher and he's fat, he's a getting behind striker, which is not what we need in the middle yeah. of the park. Um, and so no, I don't have him on my list. And I really but here's the thing that I found out earlier this week, his release clause is only thirty million and he wants to play here over any other club. That is so evident. Lucky Chelsea. Any interview, <laughs> he wants to play here. Like, he's already gotten offers from other clubs. And he's, like, waiting to see if Liverpool will do it. 
because it's those German roots with Klopp. He wants to play Liverpool. So if we want to throw out the thirty million, I'm sure that's not that much money for us right now after Especially all of our the, success the new Nike deal as well. with the new Nike deal. You know, Champions League reward money. I'm sure some mm-hmm. Premier League reward money will come in sooner right. or later. Right. Um, but thirty million is not that much money nowadays. Now that you have people going for two twenty. You know, so if you can get him just for some squad depth, absolutely. But he's not my top target. And those are my three. And real quickly, I like to go in to everybody. I thought this would be cool. Everyone goes into their the best starting eleven from their club of the last decade of the 2010s. This would be cool. Uh, should I get it started or should we go back to Keegan? Uh, yeah, what? let's reverse it. Why not? Oh, let's go Phil. All right. <laughs> All right. First off, we're going to start with a 4-3-3 formation because that's just what Pep has been drilling into these players' minds in the new era. <laughs> so we have Joe Hart in goal. I mean, uh, in this case, it's just Joe Hart and Edison. Joe Hart was had more of a legacy in the club. Pretty easy to go there. Zabaleta at right back. Same thing. Solid. Solid defender, to be honest. Yeah, he's good. He's always been solid. Perfect. Um, so these are pretty clear-cut. Most of these are pretty new. Because City, their lineups are pretty right. the same for the last couple New years. New Era City is just so dominant. Company, fantastic leader. One of our center backs. Unfortunately, we didn't replace him this year. That's where the Celestia you're seeing where our struggles are coming from. Wonderful leader. Wonderful goal against Leicester last year. I know all of you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then one of the newer players here, Emmerich Laporte. Like I said earlier, won 43 of his first 50 Prem games. Yeah. This is the record percentage. You talk about, even though how new he is, like just... Im- overall impact, you know, yeah. it's crazy. 100%. <clears throat> and then next to the left back, we have Alexander Kolarov, dangerous left foot. Yeah. Shots inside the box, crazy. Free kicks. I miss seeing that. Free kicks, too. Yeah. Well, absolutely wonderful. So, two or three midfielders, we have Fred and Nino. Mm-hmm. So, people, when we first bought them, people were like, why do you want to spend 20 to 30 million on a 28-year-old midfielder? Because of all the impact it's made for all these past years. With his leadership on the field, we're lucky to have him back for another year as well. Yeah, yeah, Torre. Oof. Pretty simple. Yeah, it's it's simple. that's easy. Not our big to make, is it? There's a big case for it. Then Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, man. Probably <laughs> my favorite player to watch on the pitch. Controversial that I didn't hear David Silva. I thought that's he would be in the case. Because for a little bit of time, he did play on the left side, so I got to cheat. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah, Kevin uh, De Bruyne. I cheated too. <laughs> I cheated too. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne. <clears throat> watching him pass, and it's just so masterful. So fun to watch. David Silva as well, same thing, passing genius. So consistent. Mm-hmm. And then on the right wing, we have Raheem Sterling. He's been here a couple of years. Came from Liverpool, of course. Thank you very much. But he scored many goals for us. He drew the penalty against Madrid yesterday. Very integral on in our offense. Just don't go down in the box against Raheem Sterling. <laughs> You're going to regret it. And then finally, Mr. 9320. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio Aguero. Countless goals. Saved our asses many times. Against QPR, wonderful, fantastic clutch goal. Mm-hmm. And of course, Mr. Guardiola in the manager's box. Yeah. And that's a great list. Can't get a lot better than that. Yeah, that's solid. I would say the Chelsea list, like, <clears throat> the, the Chelsea all time, or the, in the past decade, is, like, strong. Like, I would say oh, I know. Strong. Yeah. You, might have the, you might have the strongest 11. You might have the strongest 11 out of all these. Yeah. Exactly. So in goal, I have uh, Petr Cech. Everyone knows Petr Cech. He won the Champions League final against. Against Bayern in 2012. And on penalties, too. Um, but yeah, exactly. Really show your worth. He stepped up so many times for the club. I'm not sure how many, how many uh, Premier League titles he won, but it's definitely like a couple. Well, still, he's been a little injured, definitely. He was, yeah. He's not better than Jack. He, he won the. Uh, no, didn't 
did Coach Wildman know you were up to Lincoln Fells? Yeah, and then him yeah. and Er. I don't think so. He must have no, I think, I think it was Kappa in that. It was like, Kappa, it definitely really was. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put Coach Wildman up there, necessarily. Uh, it's got to be Check. It's got to be Check. It couldn't be anybody else. Um, center backs, John Terry and Astro Quetta. Other yeah. two I put a center back. Really? Astro Quetta still doing a job today. If we're going in the last decade, I mean, we got people like Desai and stuff like that, like a while back. Yeah, but yeah. In the last, uh, well, I think you, I think you'd put Ashley Quetta at a fullback. Yeah. See, yeah. But you, you gotta, have some fullbacks. Overall so you, defenders, you have some choices. Overall right. defenders, Aspie's got to be in the back line. So I definitely put him in center back with John Terry. Everyone knows what John Terry did, mm-hmm. and we're still watching Ashley Quetta uh, today. Or Dave, what's the chance he's gone? Uh, out at right back, I'll put Ivanovic. Uh-huh. One one champion, yeah. or actually, he was not in the starting Champions League squad, but he did a job for Chelsea over the years. I was, like, obviously way too young to even watch it. It was too much. I just watched him towards like the end of his career when he was kind of like an embarrassment. But <laughs> he, he is much better than any other right back. I would say someone's gonna challenge that might be like Reese James in the future. Yeah, solid outside back. And then we have Ashley Cole on the left. Mm. Solid, solid outside back. So, yeah. yeah, so I guess you gotta put uh, Aspie in the middle. Yeah, exactly, with those fullbacks. Uh, oh, this should, should be fun. And Golo Kante. Okay, yeah. Like, he's, yeah. I would say in, in any starting 11 in the world, I think Kante would fit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in any yeah, any team in the world. Uh, attacking mids. <clears throat> well, I guess uh, well, the num- at the number 8, I'd put Essien because it's just, has, Essien just did a job. He has always been a solid Chelsea midfielder and. With partnering with him, super Frankie Lampard, of course, like the highest. Uh, isn't he the top midfielder goal scorer in the Prem, like ever? Who is this? Frank Lampard. Yep, he, I believe from so. From midfield, that dude can strike a ball. It today I watched Chelsea like Twitter videos. He's still like a thing. From the managerial box. Yeah, out of left wing, my favorite player of all time, Eden Hazard. I think he, there's a debate that Eden Hazard will be the Chelsea's best player of all time. There's certainly an argument for that. I think so. And in the last decade, I'm going to stick Willian on the right because he has been consistently in Chelsea squad and shown up in games. And, I, you know, you could always put, like, Oscar out there for Juan Mata and not Robin because Robin was gone. Oscar. But, yeah, definitely Willian. And then on top, uh, any, any guesses? <laughs> Olivier? Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Abraham. Not Diego Costa. Wow. I was giving a dude. Honorable mention for Diego Costa though, because he was big for Chelsea. He's always been really good. But that's my eleven. Awesome. On to the Gunas. On to uh, I think. Out of our four predictions, or our, sorry, our four starting 11s, I think mine is definitely the easiest to predict, apart from one position, that's the goalkeeper, because we didn't have a solid number one for a long that's period of time. That's very true. was here for a couple of years, but other than that, it's two-horse race. It's between Bernd Leno, who's only been here for a couple of years, and then Chesney, who dominated the yeah, it's about earlier part of the, or the mid-2000s, but just couldn't make a breakthrough, and that's why he left for Juventus. Right. But honestly, I would stick Leno. As our number one, number one okay. of the day. Uh, not much to say about that. Our back line, very, very obviously, you will not see any players from our current 11 in this back line. Almost the easiest to pick. Uh, Bakary Sanya, right back. Uh, Nacho Monreal is the left back. Easy money. And the best Arsenal center back pair we've seen in a long time, Harry Mertesacker and Mustafa. Okay. <laughs> and Laurent Cristiani, obviously. Mm, Long-time yep. captain. Love him. Hate how he left for Bordeaux, but it is Gabriel Paulista. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, nah, that poor man. 
Anyways, yeah. like I said, I'm also playing a 4-3-3, I forgot to mention. Uh, Three-man midfield, Santi Cazorla, probably the man I wish we could have with this club right now and his prime the most out of anybody on this list. I adored that man. Not Fabregas? Fabregas, Ooh. I wouldn't put him in. He was late 2000s. He wouldn't uh, fit. Okay. Um, Traitor. <laughs> I love the man. Uh, I love to see that he's doing well at Villarreal yeah. after all those injuries, after everything. He's just one of those players. You hear his name or you see him, puts a smile on your face. Oh, Santi, uh, yeah. Now for our true number 10, my personal favorite player of all time, Mesut Ozil. Like I said earlier, got a long sleeve 2015-16 season shirt of him on my, uh, my dorm room right now. Uh, lovely player. He's just the best. In his prime, unbeatable, but now debatable. <laughs> and it's my box box number eight. I have Aaron Ramsey, solid performer. Did a lot of work for Arsenal over the years. Never a stand-up player, but he was there with us for our FA Cup wins. He was there in and out season after season, so I felt like he deserved a spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, front three... I'm in love with this front three. <laughs> uh, we'll start off on the left with Alexis Sanchez. Uh, I still love this man solely so because he tanked it at Manchester so United. Good. Had he done well, I probably wouldn't have put him in here out of spite. <laughs> what a shame. But I love the man to death. He did so much for us. Uh, he's arguably our best player of the decade, along with who I have on the right side, but it's obviously a number nine in real life. Uh, Robin Van Persie. I adore this man. Growing up, my family's Dutch, and we always used to watch the Arsenal games. Obviously, when he left for United, it was tough to yeah, see. Yeah, you think decade. I mean, he only had two or three years until he left for United. His impact was that strong that I felt like he deserved a spot. And obviously, yeah. to finish it off, our number 14, our captain, who missed a sitter today from four yards out, but still, it's a special place in my heart, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Now, how long has he been at the club? Aubameyang? Mm. I believe he came in 2018. Okay. But he has been unbelievably See, if he, if he consistent. he was doing what he did now consistently for like three, four years, I would say he's the player of the decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick, um, I miss players like Sanchez and Nazar playing the player. I know, me too. You know, like, dude, those left wingers, they're just sick. Yeah. I, I, I miss that. But <laughs> I do too. I'll put that out there. <clears throat> and that, that brings us to Liverpool because I had so many attackers to pick from, but I, I finally narrowed it down. But let's start in goal. Also had a little bit of trouble with this, but uh, it was between Allison and Pepe Reina. But, but na- yeah, you thought. But then uh, Pepe's prime, Reina's prime was definitely before the 2010s. Yeah. So I'm picking Allison. Probably the person that, like, that kind of, it kind of solidified that Liverpool were finally back to a club that was stable. Because we were always known for having really shaky goalkeepers, you know, mm-hmm. McNoy and in the past decade and um, so yeah Allison Becker Champions League winner hopefully Premier League winner <laughs> left back this is tough it is also going to be very modern like City just because we've been so so good and that's Robertson um, what he's done from a defensive and attacking standpoint is just so so phenomenal um, center back bringing it back Martin Skirtle <clears throat> wow when, the man. when I see that bald head in the penalty box, when the corner is about to be taken, I'm like, this is going to be good. Like yeah. when he did it twice against Arsenal in 13-14. Um, then pairing him next, pairing next to him is. I wonder who. <clears throat> uh, ja- Jamie, Jamie No, Vir- it'll be Virgil Van Dijk, the greatest center back Liverpool has ever seen. I'm gonna put that down there. Woo. I, I, no, I would not say woof. I would. That's that's solidified. That's a fact. That's a fact. And then at right back. Sounds crazy. Def- now, doesn't it? I mean, the 2010s is just like this is the pinnacle. Like right now, we're right now is like the best we've been. So it's gonna be Trent, 
you know, not Glenn Johnson, you know, it's like, yeah, we weren't consistent enough in the back for a lot of those people from their earlier parts of the decade to be in this team. Um, then I went three in the midfield. I went four through three, by the way, with Jurgen Klopp as my manager. Defensive midfielder, Steven Gerrard, the, the, arguably the greatest person ever, greatest player to wear a red shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also tough. Agreed. But, or the, the third midfielder, the second one is Xavi Alonso. Yeah. Um, okay. Put him in there. Actually, wait. I don't. I actually don't know how late he stayed. So that. So actually, I'm gonna take him out, and I'm gonna stick in Jordan Henderson for Xavi Alonso. Okay. Because I don't remember how long Alonso was there. Yes, Captain a Champions League final, and yeah. again, hopefully a Premier League title. And then the third, Philip Coutinho. He did at one point play a ten. He did play a ten. Um, he was at the club for um, seven good years, and I'm so glad I got to witness all of them. And then up to the attack, I cheated a little bit. Uh, I did go 4-3-3, three, three, but I just went three forwards. And the first one, I, I think he's the best striker Liverpool's ever seen. The best nine. And that's Fernando Torres. Mm-hmm. He was just so dominant. So dominant. And I am so I am a little bit happy that his reputation at Chelsea was he just missed sitters. Yeah. You know, next to him, um, I don't think I've ever seen talent like this in person, but Luis Suarez... He was he did things I've never seen before, and then the third one you're probably curious. Uh, I went with Mo Salah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. You know? I, but I, I like this, that. but I think we're gonna end there, and we could do let's do some quick predictions for next week before we end. Um, let's hear. Call them out. Well, City Arsenal is rescheduled. Mm-hmm. Sheffield so Aston Villa City. My heart, my heart Carabao couldn't handle a City Arsenal match right, so, this weekend. Oh baby, just throw out care about. Any, a score prediction. I think... Aston Villa City this weekend. 4-1. 4-1. Because we had lazy. Okay, so 4-1 City. City lift a piece of silverware this this year. Friday, uh, tomorrow, Leicester-Norwich. I'm going to go... Leicester 3-0. Leicester 3-0, yep. I was going to go 3-0. Let's move on unless someone else wants to throw out those predictions. Uh, Palace-Brighton away for Palace. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... I'm going to go 1-0 Brighton. Okay. Throw so, that one out. 2-1 Palace. Two one, Two one Palace. All right, Chelsea Bournemouth. Kyle. Uh, after playing against Bayern, I think that Chelsea are going to be frustrated with not scoring any goals. So I, I think we're going to score a lot, but I think we're still going to concede. So I'm going to go. I think it's going to be a goal. I, I'm going to go three two. Like, I was going to say three two. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of goals. Against three three. Three two, Chelsea. Burnley Newcastle nil nil. Uh, West Ham, Southampton. It's a, bo- it's a box standard. Two matter. nil. Ings get his, gets a goal. <laughs> Shane Long gets a goal. Okay, and then Liverpool, Watford at Vicarage Road. Uh, Decore scores three. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two nil. That's a very safe bet. Always. I'm hoping that these gaps, which like for the victories for Liverpool, are gonna start shrinking. Uh, like like we saw with the West Ham game, like we saw right. with the Norwich game. It seems like their leads are getting less and less comfortable as They're the weeks go on. So I'm gonna go with yeah. the two one Watford. Being hopeful <laughs> that Ooh, somebody can scrape together a win. Wa- but of all teams, Watford? Wow. Uh, how good's West Ham? How good's Norwich? I don't know. <laughs> all right, and then the last two and on Sunday, forward. we have some really yeah. good games Sunday. Man U, Everton at Ooh. Goodison. Yeah. At Goodison could be a very big thing. 2 and Everton. 2 2. Phil loves Everton. I love Everton. But it's going to be 2 2. And I think 2 2. And I think, man, you get one right at the it's death. It's a Cinderella story. They, they were at 18. They tie it right at the death. Three times. And now, Spurs Wolves. It's a big wow. game. <laughs> no Harry Kane. I think. It's big. I think no 2 0 two Wolves. I'll say 1 1. 
1-1. You think Spurs will go goalless? I think Spurs will go goalless. Spurs Where is it going to come from? They're not moving as much. Yeah. They don't have the Where is it going to come from, you know? Focus. I mean, that's the only Lucas is good. So, in a great form. Those are the predictions for this upcoming weekend. Hopefully, uh, our teams win. I mean, hopefully, my team wins. <laughs> we get if we win this weekend, we'll be nine points away wow. from lifting a title. Oof. The earliest we can do it is Palace. Palace, but that could be rescheduled if we beat Chelsea in the FA Cup. So, right. if we lose to Chelsea in the FA Cup, March twenty first, set the calendar. But if not, it'll be rescheduled. Um, I think this is a great first episode. I'm glad we all got to do it, and we will definitely be back yes, next sir. Thursday to review the Premier League games once again. For sure. Signing off, this is the Football Roundtable. I'm Kevin Scherr. See you all later.